Welcome to Authenticity, which is all about shaping high performance workplace culture. My name is Simon Tyson, and in my role as CEO of the Real Learning Experience, I've been working with organizations for nearly 30 years, helping them create exceptional workplaces. As a leader, you know the daily effort needed to create a culture that produces great results and in which team members and customers are happy. Those things do not happen by accident. The journey isn't always easy, and that's why this podcast exists. Make sure you subscribe as we share our experiences and strategies to help you transform the workplace culture you have into the workplace culture you want. Hi, listeners, and welcome back to Authenticity, Transforming Workplace Cultures. Today, we have one of our bonus format episodes that we call Front Page Leadership. This format addresses topical subjects within the media that have a strong underlying leadership message within. We take the headlines and the stories, and we extract and discuss the leadership lessons to be learned for us and for our listeners. Before we move on to today's topic, I would like to welcome my co-host, Simon Tyson. Hi, listeners. We recorded a couple of front page leadership episodes before Simon left for overseas in the middle of last month. Unfortunately, upon editing them, we had some sound issues, but we have uh, over the past few weeks been able to fix that. So rather than not use the episodes at all, we are going to still make them live, which is why we're popping this editing note on here that this episode is based around a leadership topic that occurred around three to four weeks ago in the media. We will pop some links in the episode notes for any listeners that would like to refresh their minds, but we do go through it in the episode as well. Thanks, and we look forward to you hearing what we chat about. Hi, Kira Lee. So I know you gave a hint in our last episode of our podcast about our topic this week, but I'm sure you've done some research. Yes. So our topic of today's front page leadership is Elon Musk and his recent email that he sent out to all employees. So the email subject headline said, to be super clear, everyone at Tesla is required to spend a minimum of 40 hours in the office per week. Moreover, the office must be where your actual colleagues are located, not some remote pseudo office. If you don't show up, we will assume you have resigned. The more senior you are, the more visible must be your presence. That is why I lived in the factory so much, so that those on the line could see me working alongside them. If I had not done that, Tesla would long ago have gone bankrupt. There are, of course, companies that don't require this, but when was the last time they shipped a great new product? It's been a while. Tesla has and will create and actually manufacture the most exciting and meaningful products of any company on earth. This will not happen by phoning it in. Thanks, Elon. Now, after that Mm. was leaked, um, it went viral and there was lots of comments on social media, especially on Twitter. And to one of the comments on Twitter, Elon Musk wrote, they should pretend to work somewhere else. Now, Simon, I feel that you've got to comment on this. (laughs) Yeah, I, I'd like to suggest to Elon Musk that he goes somewhere else to, and pretends to be a leader uh, because he's a disgrace. And I, I honestly, if you listen to that statement about Tesla will continue to ship great products, 
Nowhere there does it talk about people. Nowhere there does it value people. Um, This is the classic example of an organization that is so focused on on the product, the technical side, the, the bottom line, that they've forgotten that people are a critical part of this equation. And this man has got a long history of pissing people off and being, frankly, an asshole and getting away with it because of who he is. And, you know, I, I refer back to situations like where he just defamed in the most awful way one of the divers who rescued those kids in Thailand. And this, I, I, I can't even use the words, this man defamed him, ran him down, and was able to do it because of his p- uh, position of privilege and power and get away with something that uh, can you imagine if the if if the position was reversed so yeah elon go somewhere else and pretend to be a leader because you are not a leader a- are you brilliant absolutely but you are brilliant in a visionary sense you are brilliant in a technical sense but as a leader you're shit house that's you know that's the reality and any of our listeners who look at the problem is that people look at someone like Elon Musk and think this is a template. Oh, he's so yeah. successful. This must be how you do leadership. No, it's not. This is how if you're at least two of lucky, rich, and brilliant, this is how you do leadership. But not if you've got any not if you want to do it ethically. But if you happen to be those three things and don't care about doing it ethically and humanely, then you do leadership. And I'm not going to suggest for a second Elon Musk is lucky, but he's absolutely rich and brilliant. And so he gets away with behavior that other people wouldn't get away with. So leaders listening, um, treat him as, uh, he's like a zoo specimen. Treat him as something that is interesting to look at, but not to learn from. Yeah, I found it interesting when he said, you know, that is why I lived in the factory so much. Yeah. You can't expect people that don't have the same interest in the company as what you do as an owner to do what you do. That that can't be yeah. the way that you think you inspire people. Um, I read an article that was on um, Bloomberg.com that said, in recent weeks, Musk had praised Tesla employees for burning the 3 a.m. oil or saying that Americans are trying to avoid uh, trying to avoid work at all, and that was because thousands of Tesla staff in Shanghai had been effectively locked in for months. They had been working twelve-hour days, six days a week. Many were sleeping on the factory floor as part of a closed-loop system, meaning that they could keep COVID out while keeping cars rolling off the production line. Um, workers brought in to, in to bring the factory back up to speed are being shuttled between facility and sleeping quarters, either unused. Yeah, either onions factory or an old military camp with day and night shift workers sharing beds in makeshift dorms. And I was like, what? Do they have to do push-ups when they get home or something? I'm like, goodness sake, what is wrong with a man? I I just thought this is too much. And then after all this, when a fan on Twitter asked asked Elon Musk to address the people who thought that going actually into work was an antiquated concept, that's when he replied they should pretend to work somewhere else. I Uh, thought, wow, look, and, you know, 
I'm not going to sit here and think that you can create like a production line like Tesla occurs without people going to work. You know, there are industries that cannot survive from work from home. There are industries like manufacturing. There's industries like health that can't. But I don't think um, his line of the more senior you are, the more you need to be here. That's just so... Kiralee, who would have thought that a white, middle-aged, rich man would come from a position of entitlement and privilege? I mean, who would have thought that? No one saw that one coming. Um, And I'm sorry, I'm I'm two of those things. I'm white and middle-aged, and middle-aged might be pushing it. But but I'm white and middle-aged, not rich, but, you know, coming from this position position of entitlement and privilege and, and oh, I worked really hard. Yeah, and you've got four and a half squillion billion dollars, mate. Um, and you're asking people who come to work, and yes, they might make a decent income, but they just because he's prepared to his life is his work, that's what he expects of everyone else. And... Uh, it's just such an old-fashioned. Honestly, he's a dinosaur in that th- he's he's absolutely brilliant and visionary in his product focus, but in his attitude towards people and the reasons they come to work. If you think about it, at the very heart of what he's saying is, if I can't see you working, you must be bludging, and yeah. that is so. I mean, there's an old theory of leadership: the X Y leader. And, you know, the X theory was people come to work because they have to. And if you don't make them work and don't monitor them, they won't do work. The the Y leader is, you know, much more people come to work because they want to come to work. Do you know why the theory is dated? Because the X leader is such a bloody dinosaur that that there's there's almost no such thing as an X. There is still an X leader. But but instead of being almost 50-50 as it was when I think the, the person who came up with the theory was called McGregor, when McGregor came up with the theory, it was probably a 50-50 split or maybe it was – maybe the Y leader was revolutionary. Now the X leader is so antiquated they look like a dinosaur. And that's exactly the attitude that is espousing, that I can't see you working, therefore you must be bludging. And you go back to comments like, required to spend a minimum yeah, of, of 40, 40 hours, hours in the workplace. Course. And then you can choose to work from home as long as you've spent 40 hours in the office at the, at the plant. So I'm going to pay you, and because I pay you, I own you. and yes. And... I own you and therefore I'll squeeze you as dry as I possibly can. And you know what? When I've stuffed you up enough, when I've squeezed you as dry as I possibly can, I'll just go and get another one because you're dispensable. You're like everyone else out there. Um, you don't come to yeah, work because you're passionate. You, else. Yeah, you're, you're a you – know, it's just a whole production line of people out there who are dispensable because – you don't really offer any value other than you turn up and you expect to be paid. And then I squeeze as much as I can out of you. And that's what this stinks of to me. I, uh, as a visionary, I, I have enormous admiration. As a human being, I can't admire this man. I'm sorry. I don't care who he is. I just, I cannot admire him. And I, I, I'll go beyond that. As a leader, I have contempt for him. Um, as a um, visionary as that aspect of leadership, he's unique. He's one of very few people. As a leader in terms of 
developing and valuing people, I'm sorry, bottom of the pile. Yeah, look, and and I think in a post-COVID world, the reality is that there are organisations that are going to want people to come back to work in some capacity to be able to have people in the same room. And I think the ones that are doing this well are the people that have said, we expect you to be in the work in the office two or three days a week. Wednesday is compulsory. You can choose another two days that suit you. But on a Wednesday, we'd like awesome. everyone in so that we know that if we have a meeting, everyone's here. And, you know, I can kind of understand that because I was thinking about this topic during the week and purely playing devil's advocate and thinking, like, I know what it was like when I used to work in an office. And sometimes you might grab people that are in the office and have a meeting and it just doesn't work to have to organise that Zoom meeting and make sure everyone can Zoom in and things like that. So there is an element that perhaps some people could get left out. So there is a a positive approach to having people all in the same office on the same day. But I think there's a way to go about promoting return to work post-pandemic and there's a way to just make your employees feel like you don't trust them at all. And they're absolutely come back to work because if you're not at work then you're not working yeah absolutely do you know what that's a it's not a different discussion but that's not what musk was saying no that's Um, right his whole attitude was about trust and about pretend to work somewhere else um the the, what you just said i'm absolutely in favor of because I think this is something that lots of organisations need to grapple with is we do need to return to the workplace. We do need to have – we can't do – I mean, you and I have this all the time. We work so far from each other and the time we get in the same place working together is gold. And um, I I think – I love those those policies around Wednesday is going to be our office day Um, and then – would like you there another day you choose which one or um, you work from home 50% of the time and in the office 50% of the time or I, I think the question has to be not how do we get people back in the office it's what do we want people back in the office for and what framework works for that because it's an incredible balance isn't it when when people can say yeah I'm going to get that time with my colleagues and I'm also going to get some time where I don't waste time commuting mm. and where balancing life's not so hard. And you know what? I might knock off at three and pick the kids up and then I might be sitting at the kitchen table working from five to seven and catching up on some stuff yeah. because I've got that. That's what life should be like. We shouldn't – we we have this old-fashioned dinosaur attitude that that work is a block that has to occupy nine to five. I'll never forget when I first went into business for myself. I was really happy to go to work early, work late, work on the weekend. But if I wasn't working between nine and five, I felt guilty. And it just really struck me one day how insane that was. It's just such an old, this is years ago. It was such an, I've well and truly got over that, by the way. I'm very happy not working between nine <laughs> and five now. So, <laughs> But it's an old-fashioned attitude. And our question should be, how can I help people live their best lives? And have that include work and have make sure that they meet the needs of the workplace, but at the same time, live a great life and don't feel stress and all that sort of stuff. So one of the things that we always talk about is we don't have a start time because a start time means you can be late and late means stress. 
And if you've got kids to drop off at school or if you've got things to do, then why create that stress? Why create a synthetic pressure? Instead, we've got an expectation you do your work. Now, for me, honestly, do I want people that are there between nine and five and I can watch them work because I know they're working, Elon, or do I want people who do a job and are happy at work and they do their job well? Elon Musk's approach is I will be dictatorial yeah. in, the, in the absence of having strong values and strong accountability. Yeah. And if you've got strong values and strong accountability, you don't need to be a tyrant. You don't need to talk to people like he does. You don't need to tell them you must be there for a minimum of this amount of time. You don't need to tell them, I don't trust you to work because I can't see you working. But you also might need to back up a bit and say, just because I'm prepared to spend 120 hours at work doesn't mean that that's a reasonable expectation. And let's face it, he gets a whole lot more out of that workplace mm-hmm. than anyone else does. And he's got the opportunity. He could he could leave work today and never come back. So he doesn't, you know, in terms of balance of life, he might have lived a life out of balance for whatever, I don't know how old he is, but he might have lived a life out of balance and then he's going to live a life out of balance completely the other way and sit in a beach in Tahiti and drink cocktails. I, he's got that opportunity. All those other people don't have that opportunity. They're living real lives. And yes, he's created this for himself and good on your pat on the back, well done, mate. But um, they're living real lives where they've got families to balance, they've got issues outside of work, they've got children to, to manage, and they don't have the resources to have someone come in and take care of all those things for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have the privilege he has. And he's looking at them through that lens and can't see their real lives. And that's a tragedy. As a leader, if you get to the point that you have such a position of privilege, you can't see the real lives of the people that you're working with that form your team, you're in trouble. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, another great but front for- page leadership episode. Oh, you've got another... I've cut you one off. more. Yeah, one more. Because I love a good rant. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget my eldest son uh works in in the Silicon Valley uh for a he's a software engineer. He was recruited straight out of university. He's a good software engineer and he's a very good leader. And but at this time he wasn't. He was just a very good, you know, he was a young bloke, good software engineer. He was recruited by Microsoft, and I, as a parent, was excited for him, but I was also really worried because I'd heard the stories about Microsoft making people work really hard and Microsoft getting everything they could, you know, just um, just squeezing people in the you know in the with the same attitude Elon Musk um, has just espoused, and I was worried, and I thought, you know, it, it's not is that the environment I want my son going into and of course it's not my choice it's his but as a father I was worried and I'll never forget um, if he's listening he used to call me pretty much every day but you know that, that, that's tapered off a little over the years um, so if you're listening Nick <laughs> but I'll never forget him calling me one night and saying dad a bloke just got walked out 
And I had this vision of the great Australian, you know, the the, the great Australian um, vision of someone being walked out with a cardboard box under their arm, having been sacked. And it sort of reinforced in my head this ruthlessness. And he said, no, the boss said to him, you're working too much. You've been here too long. I want you to go home. Give me your key card. And you call me, and this was a Friday night. He said, you call me Wednesday morning and I'll arrange to meet you and give it back to you. And and this manager was just absolutely insisting, you're a great contributor. I really value you. I don't want you here for all these hours because it's going to burn you. I, I want you to be good. I want you to be good in yourself. I want you to live a good life. I want it to be balanced. And I want you to work here for as long as you possibly can, but not not all in a row. I'd like you here for a lot of years, but not yeah. to just squeeze you dry now. And it really struck me. And it really challenged that perception. And I was, as a father, I was really relieved. And then I spent time in the US with with my son and got to meet some of those people and to see some of the culture and see some of the attitude. And it was fantastic. That was It was exactly that. It was work hard with a lot of freedom, with a lot of accountability, but a lot of freedom. But don't kill yourself. Go home and come back and do another good day's work tomorrow. Um, but it's okay to balance your life around work and it's okay to balance your work around life. It's yeah. I, I hate I hate the phrase work-life balance. It's yeah. bullshit. There is no such thing as work-life balance because it makes it sound like work is no part of life. We have life balance and work is part of that. And what Microsoft were doing, and I, people might have had other experiences at Microsoft, there's a lot of employees, but Nick's experience there was it was about life balance and work's an important part of that, but it's not the only part. What Elon Musk is saying is he's saying, I own you. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I pay you, therefore I own you. And they're yep. diametrically opposed positions. And yeah, I've, I've probably said more than I, I should say. I just can't imagine as a worker what you would have felt like getting that email. Like I just would have. <laughs> well, I can. I'd. I would think well, it I would can, be, but I just don't want to. Like, do you know what it would be? It would be screw you, Elon. Yeah. And can you imagine the the impact on morale, on discretionary effort, on all yeah. those other things? Like, I've been busting my gut working from home. In fact, I've actually turned my off my home into a workplace for you. I've turned my home and into I've a busted workplace. my gut. I've had to juggle work while I've been homeschooling kids because in America they've had a lot longer through the pandemic than what we have. I've continued to fulfill my requirements that has been required of me through my job, yet still that's not good enough and you're making the assumption that when I'm not in the office that I'm not working. Like I, It's so incredibly disrespectful and just so disempowering. And it leads to, screw you, Elon, and then the classic words that we hear that mean that people are winding back the effort they're prepared to give, and not because they're bad people, but because of the environment they work in, it's, what's the point? Yeah, I'll just do what I need to do to get by. Or why bother? If this is the way I'm going to be treated after I've done all that, why bother? And I just want to make really clear, I'm not in any way proposing a lack of accountability but accountability doesn't mean you've got to sit in front of me so I can supervise you it means that 
I've got to have honest and respectful conversations with you about this is the, these are the expectations and how are you going against those. And I actually don't care whether you do that at five in the morning or three in the afternoon in certain jobs. And there's some jobs where that doesn't work. 100% get that. But in those jobs where it works, why not give people that flexibility? Why not trust them with that and then deal with it if they – what we end up doing is we don't trust anyone, so we punish everyone. Rather than trusting everyone and then holding those who don't do it um, appropriately accountable, and we have clients who do this. We have we have clients who COVID was a, an incredible shock to them because they hadn't already started that journey towards flexible work arrangements, and so now they had to make this cultural flip. Whereas those organisations that were already thinking like that, yeah, they had to make some adaptations but it wasn't as hard yeah shall i be quiet now because i'm going on aren't I? <laughs> no I do, I do think this is a good spot to wrap it up <laughs> <laughs> oh that's very subtle <laughs> as a sledgehammer <laughs> bye y'all <laughs> oh, you've got your american slang down pat ready for entrance that's it. In, in bye the- y'all <laughs> oh, having said that if Elon listens to this, he might block my entry. So I'm <laughs> well, very sorry, be, Elon. If, no, you, you'll probably be there by the time. Oh, no, you won't because you'll be in Canada. So we might hold off going live on this until you're safely <laughs> into US borders. And, and maybe this is pushing it too far, but can we call the episode The Tosser from Tesla? <laughs> Done. <laughs> Thank you for tonight, Simon, and I look forward to the next time we discuss this. (laughs) See you, Caroline.